We are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, we use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to U.S. News & World Report, we're the 25th top-paying career. Make an impact as a fact-seeker and a truth-teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you. In the 1970s and 80s, a monster hunted the Connecticut River Valley. Seven bodies found, one survivor, and no suspects. I'm Jane Borowski, host of Invisible Tears. I was seven months pregnant and stabbed 27 times, and I survived. My story didn't end that frightful night. This attack on me physically and mentally lingered for years. I'm Amanda Bedard, and I'm Jane's life coach and co-host of Invisible Tears. Jane is ready to share her story, and not just about her attack, but her healing process afterwards. As a platform for truth and healing, we are on a mission to help others that suffer from PTSD and help bring awareness to mental health issues. To hear my story and others, you can find Invisible Tears wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Five Gripping Stories of Near-Death Experiences Thanks to science, humans can actually be revived after being dead for up to an hour. Called death travelers, these resurrected individuals often bring along with them tales from the other side. And while you may believe it or not, their testimonies remain the only evidence of literally escaping from the clutches of death. Here are five gripping stories of near-death experiences. Number five, Anthony Sicoria. Like any existentialist, Anthony Tony Sicoria once believed that death is nothing but the end of everything and that nothing follows after it. But then, something unexpected happened to him that completely changed his view of life and death. It was one afternoon in 1994. Tony, a well-known orthopedic surgeon in upstate New York, was attending a family gathering held at a lakeside pavilion. The weather was fine that day, though he noticed some dark clouds forming in the distance. He went out of the venue and looked for a payphone to call his mother, he had just hung up the phone and was walking from the phone booth when a stray bolt of lightning struck. I remember a flash of light coming out of the phone. It hit me in the face, and the next thing I remember, I was flying backwards, Dr. Sicoria said in an interview. He saw his own body lying down on the ground, surrounded by what appeared to be floods of bluish-white light. Of course, his body wasn't able to handle the enormous surge of electricity that flowed through it, and he was practically dead. Tony knew for himself that he was no more when he saw his relatives hurrying towards the scene and then holding on to him. 
He tried to call out to his mother-in-law, who was the most hysterical, but she didn't hear anything he was saying. The next moment, he found himself going up a flight of stairs. Interestingly, he could tell that he was floating through them rather than climbing them. He then saw his children still at the party, their faces getting painted. It was a moment where he felt that things would be alright with them since he was already gone. And then, all of a sudden, he felt someone thumping on his chest. Coincidentally, a woman who also happened to be a nurse was waiting for her turn to use the same telephone. The healthcare giver rushed to give Tony CPR, and he survived, although he suffered severe burns in most of his body. The amazing things didn't end there, though. Months after his recovery, he suddenly felt an insatiable desire, an unexplainable urge to listen to piano music. He got himself a piano and began to teach himself how to play, and it's fascinating because prior to the accident, he had no particular interest in piano music or playing other music for that matter. When not working now, the surgeon from New York spends most of his time playing and composing, Being brought back from the dead really is something interesting. And sometimes, you don't just get your life back, but you also acquire a new skill upon your return. Number 4. Mary Neal We can only dream or imagine what the afterlife looks like, but plenty of near-death experiencers, or NDers, like Mary Neal, have claimed to have seen the hereafter with their very own eyes. In 1999, Neil, an orthopedic spine surgeon, was kayaking in southern Chile with a group of tourist friends. Without warning, Dr. Neil's kayak got stuck at the bottom of a waterfall. The strong current eventually capsized the vessel with her still trapped inside, She was pinned down underwater beneath the overturned boat for almost 30 minutes before rescuers finally came in. One of her companions, who hurried to save her, saw the physician already lifeless, as in blue, waxy, no heartbeat, no breathing, cold to the touch, dead. In her harrowing account, the American doctor said that during the time she was submerged, she saw her own body from a vantage point above it. She also claimed to have ascended to a place where she described to be heaven. As she recollected, it looked like a big dome structure overwhelmed with pure and holy light. And in this ethereal place, she saw the souls of her departed ancestors. She said in an interview, There were many spirits inside, and when I arrived, they were overjoyed in welcoming me and greeting me, and really joyful at my arrival. The spirits, which she further described to be wearing some sort of robe, told her that it wasn't yet her time and that she had to go back to the world. Despite her protest, she was taken back down a path and was reunited with her body. As this all happened, the people who were with her on the trip were working hard to revive her, But before she fully came back, Dr. Neal said that one of the spiritual beings forewarned her of a tragic event that would befall her family. 
She was then told about the death of her oldest son. They didn't tell me the date or the time, but it was very clear that would be happening, she said. Dr. Mary Neal survived the ordeal and lived to tell her near-death experience except for the part wherein her son's death was foretold. Ten years passed, and she remained hopeful that the prophecy would not come to pass, but unfortunately it did. One day, just as she was about to finish her memoir, she was told about the accident that William, her son, had met. A driver who was using his cell phone got distracted and struck the man with his vehicle, killing him on the spot. Above everything else, Dr. Neal's shocking experience of surviving the incident has continued to baffle the scientific community, which she herself belongs to. No one, including her, could explain how she was able to get out of that situation without incurring any lifelong damage to her body. Number 3. Adam Tapp The famed writer... Ernest Hemingway once said that death could be the easiest, simplest, and the most blissful thing to ever happen to man. This coincides well with what many NDers would say about being in a state where there's a complete and indescribable kind of peace. A man from Canada couldn't agree more with this idea. Adam Tapp was a paramedic in London, Ontario for 15 years, It's ironic that despite being in the business of safety and wellness, the man forgot to follow proper protocol. Because of this, he ended up with something that would forever change his views on life. It was February 28, 2018, and Tab was doing some woodworking in his shop at home. For whatever reason, he decided to veer away from the conventions of using a wood etching device and, as a result, the tool hit back into his hand, electrocuting him in the process. The paramedic said in an interview, It was like someone flipped a switch. All my senses were overwhelmed by 12,000 volts of DC electricity. It was one of the most excruciatingly painful things I've ever experienced. I remember forcing thoughts like, I think I'm being electrocuted. He literally died for 11 and a half minutes, but that short amount of time was enough for him to see and experience what it's like on the other side. He described the feeling like waking up from a nap in a very familiar place. The thing that captured his attention was the utter feeling of complete contentment and happiness. He also felt no fear or pain while being in that state. It just so happened that he was with a friend when the terrifying accident took place. Luckily, his companion had recently taken a high-voltage safety and rescue course. The man immediately disconnected Tap. He then called for Tap's wife, who was a nurse, and she began multi-mouth resuscitation while the man called 911. The ambulance arrived. And inside were his fellow paramedics who went on to drill a hole in his body where they could disperse medicine. He was then defibrillated before finally being admitted to the hospital for intensive treatment. He survived and woke up six hours later. Tap now continues to work as a rescuer together with his family 
and the people who helped him get back to the land of the living. Consequently, he took part in a scientific study that aimed to analyze near-death experiences. Based on what Tapp and the rest of the subjects shared, it was revealed in the study that indeed, beyond the momentary pain, death brings about a strange euphoria, the kind that most of us won't get to experience until the end. Number 2. Anita Morjani Death is an inevitable fate that awaits us all. Sooner or later, it will happen, either in the most unexpected or expected ways. For Anita Morjani, death came to her like a highly anticipated event, but not once did it scare her. Morjani's incredible journey from life to death and back to life began in 2002 when doctors diagnosed her with Hodgkin's lymphoma. This is a cancer of the lymph nodes that attacks the immune system, and the woman wasn't surprised about this horrible news. Up until then, her life working in corporate marketing had been stressful. The stiff competition at work and the uncertainty of her position made her worried and afraid, and ultimately she eventually became ill. She said herself, It was this fear and anxiety that I feel led to the birth of the cancer. At first, she refused to take conventional cancer treatments. She preferred to do the alternative healing options, but sadly, these were to no avail. Her worsening conditions prompted her to undergo the prescribed cancer treatment. However, it was already too late, and the lymphoma had now spread throughout her body. On the morning of February 2nd, 2006, the Singaporean woman failed to wake up. She had slipped into a coma, and her doctors told her family that she may have less than 36 hours to live. The most bewildering thing here was that she actually heard everything about it herself. In a memoir that she later wrote, she recalled having heard the conversations between the physicians and her husband who were down the hallway 40 feet away from her body. Slowly, she realized that she was actually looking at her unconscious body lying on that hospital bed. All of a sudden, she was overcome by an indescribable feeling of clarity and oneness with her surroundings. She said that she was able to see past the walls of the rooms and even beyond great distances. She claimed to have seen her brother boarding a plane in another country as he was on his way to visit her. Morjani described the feeling of being in a godlike state where her consciousness expanded beyond the limits of the physical world. It was a wonderful feeling, so to speak, and this made her realize that she didn't want to go back to the land of the living and suffer once more. However, her father and best friend whom she met on the spiritual plane told her to return to live her life without fear. She did so, and after 30 hours, she finally regained consciousness. The most amazing thing happened to her four days after she came back. Doctors reported that 70% of her cancer had cleared, and within weeks, she was already cancer-free and no one could ever explain it even to this day. 
Anita Morjani is now a motivational speaker and author and an active member of the Near-Death Experience Research Foundation. Should you ever be in Morjani's shoes, will you choose to come back to life in a body ravaged by disease or just succumb and embrace the pure bliss of death? Number 1. Greg Nome. We always hear about life flashing before our eyes when we are in the last few moments. Though most of us have yet to experience such a thing, an exceptional few have reportedly been through it. One of those who claimed to have been through that phenomenon was Greg Nome. In 1985, He told a support group about his harrowing near-death experience and what he witnessed while he was there. He told the Connecticut-based group that when he was 24 years old, he accidentally slipped in the churn beneath the waterfall. He was caught by the turbulence of the water and began to drown, and his body pummeled and slammed against the sandy riverbed. This repeated impact rendered him unconscious, In his account, he said that he practically died that moment. He really couldn't tell for how long it lasted, but what he did know were the things that he saw while he was in that lifeless state. He said that his vision was flooded with vivid and crisp scenes from his childhood. These were events that he had mostly forgotten about or hadn't put much thought into, and the vision then progressed to show the life that he lived during his adult years. The memories, as what he called them, came at high speeds almost all at once. But surprisingly, he could process and almost feel each one like it was actually happening. Despite the pain and struggle of being drowned in the water, Noam said that he instead felt utmost calmness and peace, the kind that he wasn't able to experience when he was still alive. He also recalled having a heightened sense of being, though immobile, He could definitely feel the rush of water and even the sandy bed on which his body was being slammed into. I could hear and see as never before, Noam said. With that experience, he was able to realize how limited and dulled our senses really are when we're still alive. In that brief moment of death, Noam was able to fully understand the world around him. Eventually, the overwhelming sense of oneness with nature and the vision of his life faded away. What followed was darkness, then a short pause, as if something was about to happen, and apparently this was the moment that he came back to life. His story has since become a well-referenced case study among researchers who looked into the NDE phenomena. One of these experts, named Bruce Grayson, had been in this field for more than four decades already, when in one of his books, he recognized the possibility that there's more to life beyond the physical state. And though no one knows what exactly that could be, the fact remains that things are not always as they seem. So there were five gripping stories of near-death experiences. So do these tales prove or disprove the near-death experience phenomenon? Well, there's no other possible way to give a definite answer but to actually die and go back to the living to confirm the truth ourselves. 
Up until then, we can only marvel at these strange stories of those who are in between life and death. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you like this video, then check out some of our other ones. We have great playlists for you guys to check out and tons of other videos. Subscribe, hit the notification bell. Thanks for tuning in and I'll see you soon.